Well, hi everybody, it's Adam Curry, and you're about to witness the LifeSpring Podcast. Well, hello there, Adam Curry. Thanks for the intro. How y'all doing? <laughs> Welcome. This is the LifeSpring Podcast number 75. I guess that would make it a diamond anniversary. It's good to have you with us. I'm glad you've invited me to be a part of your day today, and I want to thank you for the privilege of being here. All the contact information will be at the end of the show today, or it will also be in the ID3 tags of the show, if you're geeky enough to know what that means. And if you're not geeky enough, that's okay, no problem. You can just go to the end of the podcast and find all the contact information there, if you need to get in touch with me. It is a rainy, rainy night here in Southern California, so let's get started with this song that I found on the Podsafe Music Network. It is... Colin Ray. Name of the song is Hurricane Jane. No sign of weather, not a cloud in the sky. Well, maybe not. Taking it easy, I was doing just fine. As God as my witness, I was minding my business when she blew into town just like a tropical breeze. Face like an angel, legs as long as you please I'll never forget it I got all caught up in it She was the object of my affection Then the wind changed direction Lock down your shutters and your doors Better roll your boat ashore Lord have mercy when she rains down on you You've been told and you've been warned You don't know what you're in for She's a perfect storm Once she comes You'll never be the same So you better stay away from Hurricane Jane She howled like thunder when the sky opened up I started shaking when the lightning struck My poor heart was breaking With every move she was making Then she blew right over Just as quick as she came She probably Just another seduction in her path of destruction. Lock down your shutters and your doors. Better lower your boat ashore. Lord have mercy when she rains down on you. You've been told, you've been warned. You don't know what you're in for. She's a perfect storm. Once she comes, you'll never be the same. So you better stay away from Hurricane Jane. So you better stay away from Hurricane Jane. Once she comes, you'll never be the same. So you better stay away from Hurricane Jane. Once she comes, you'll never be the same. So you better stay away from Hurricane. Lock down your shutters and your doors. Better roll your boat ashore. Lord have mercy when she rains down on you. You've been told, you've been warned. You don't know what you're in for. She's a perfect. 
Once she comes, you'll never be the same. So you better stay away from Hurricane Jane. Once she comes, you'll never be the same. So you better stay away from Hurricane Jane. Yeah, that's Colin Ray with Hurricane Jane from the Podsafe Music Network. And I just thought that was really appropriate for the weather that's outside. Matter of fact, if you listen really carefully later on in the show, you just might be able to hear some of the rain right outside the window here. But, uh, you know, it's it's been a great day, been a long day. I was uh, working all day long. Normally, I'm, I take Mondays to build a podcast. But since it's supposed to rain for several days this week, and I don't get to work if it's raining since I work outside, I thought, well, I better get what work I can in uh, before the rain hits. So uh, Leanne and I went out today and uh, worked. And then I came back in a little bit later on at the end of the day and started to put the podcast together again for you. So, uh, as usual, it's late. And you know what? I have to say, I hate the TV show 24. I hate it with a passion because I'm totally addicted to it and I have to watch it. So, you know, that pushes back the production of of the podcast even later because I got to watch the show. Then I get in here later on and blah, 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 blah. So, I hate 24, but I'm addicted to it. Actually, I think it's one of the best shows on TV, so I really, really do enjoy it. And you know what? There's a podcast called Bells in the Bat Free. And the guy, uh, John Bell, who sounds amazingly like Art Bell, if you're an Art Bell fan. Uh, I don't know if John Bell is related to him or not, but they have a very much the same voice, except John Bell does a lot of different voices. And a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> he did a spoof on 24 and i highly recommend you go there and download that show and listen to it if you're a fan of 24 uh, you'll uh, i think you'll really find a fun podcast to listen to and and i'm subscribed to bells in the bat free uh, i'll put a, a link to that in the show notes uh, over at lifespringpodcast.com and uh, you can go over to john bell's uh, podcast and check that out i'm going to do something that i don't often do And that is what I'm going to talk a little bit about some geek stuff for just a little bit. I don't do that very often, but I thought that maybe I would do it today just um, just for fun. All right. First off, I have to say, number one, thank you for the great response to the Lifespring Weekend Music Show number five that I did uh, this last week with my son, Timothy. I've got a, <laughs> a lot of comments from people saying, hey, more Tim. So I'm beginning to feel a little bit like uh, 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 Dan Class from The Bitterest Pill, who often has his son Hudson on there, and he always gets comments that uh, people want to hear Hudson more often. So uh, I'll, I'll have Tim back again, I promise. He had a lot of fun doing it, and uh, you evidently like to hear Tim too, so we'll do that. And, and I plan on getting my 14-year-old Stephen in here to do uh, a guest appearance, and my oldest son Matthew. And I'm even trying to drag in the lovely Lady Leanne for a guest appearance as well. So uh, anyway, thank you for your great response to Tim's appearance. He, he got a uh, real kick out of that. All right, some rare geek stuff. Question. For those of you who are subscribed to the show, you don't, you don't download it directly, but you are subscribed, you know that I've been doing this podcast, the Lifespring Podcast, plus... In Touch with God's Character, and the Lifespring Weekend Music Show. I have a question for you. Do you like having all those shows on the same feed, or would you like to have them on separate feeds? I heard a discussion by some people earlier uh, last week, and they said that um, 
Well, well, there were pluses and minuses to having the different uh, shows on the same feed. Some people liked it. Some people didn't like it. They don't like to be surprised or they don't have time to listen to all of them or, or what have you. So I just would like to get an, uh, an idea from you all whether you like to have it on the same feed or different feeds or if you'd like to be able to have uh, maybe a combination. Let me know. Give me some feedback at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. All right, in the next few LifeSpring episodes, we're going to talk about prayer, how to pray, what to ask for, when to pray, and a few other things. Listen, if you're not a believer, these upcoming podcasts will really give you a good look into what this whole prayer thing is all about and how it can truly have an effect on your life. If you have the guts, I challenge you to subscribe to the feed so you don't miss any of these shows. You really need to hear it, okay? Please. Someone once said that there's power in prayer. Do you believe that? Do you? Do you believe there's power in prayer? Listen, I'm going to surprise some of you here. I do not believe that there is power in prayer. No, I don't. Really, I don't. There is no power in prayer. But, you knew the but was coming, right? There is infinite power. Infinite power in the one to whom I pray. If it weren't for him, my words would be completely worthless. You know, sometimes you'll hear people like politicians say, uh, you know, our thoughts are with the victims of this or that. That's a nice sentiment, but their thoughts are worthless. There's no power there. However, I can literally touch God through prayer. It's the most important thing that I do each day. It's not me that has any power. It's Him. It's God. Listen to this. I've got a book. And uh, let me open it up here. I want to read just a short little section to you. In the book Point Man, Steve Farrar tells the story of George McCluskey. When George McCluskey married and started a family... He decided to invest one hour a day in prayer because he wanted his kids to follow Christ. After a time, he expanded his prayers to include his grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Every day between 11 a.m. and noon, he prayed for the next three generations. As the years went by, his two daughters committed their lives to Christ and married men who went into full-time ministry. The two couples produced four girls and one boy. Each of the girls married a minister, and the boy became a pastor. The first two children born to this generation were both boys. Upon graduation from high school, the two cousins chose the same college and became roommates. During their sophomore year, one boy decided to go into the ministry. The other didn't. He undoubtedly felt some pressure to continue the family legacy, but he chose instead to pursue his interest in psychology. He earned his doctorate and eventually wrote books for parents that became bestsellers. He started a radio program heard on more than a thousand stations a day. This man's name was James Dobson. Focus on the family. Sound familiar? 
Through his prayers, George McCluskey affected far more than one family. Oh, and by the way, a postscript, Ryan Dobson, James Dobson's son, is a minister of sorts now, and he even has a podcast called Undone with Ryan Dobson. I think if you go to ryandobson.com, you can check that podcast out. So, prayer. So, did these men follow God because Jim Dobson's ancestor prayed for them? Or did the man, because he prayed every day for these boys, model for them godly behavior? Did God's plan change because of the prayers? I don't really think so. You see, the way to be used by God is to find His will and then ask to use ask him to use you in his plan look at it this way the carpenter is hired to build a beautiful cabinet he makes his drawings he plans what materials he'll use he purchases the materials of course once the carpenter buys the lumber he has to cut it in the proper widths and lengths right or does he only cut the lumber because he has a saw Well, no, he uses the saw because the plan calls for certain sizes of lumber. You say, Steve, what's up? What what, what do you mean? All right, we are tools for God to use. The best way for me to be used as the proper tool is to see where I can fit into God's plan. God has a plan, and it will be accomplished. Our best prayers are those that bring us into alignment with God's plans, not ours. I need to find where God is working around me and then pray that God will allow me to fit into that and ask Him to use me in that. There's a guy by the name of D.L. Moody. He was a, a theologian a long time ago. And he said this, he said, Spread out your petition before God. In other words, make your, your, your needs known to God. And then say, Thy will, God, not mine, be done. Moody said, The sweetest lesson I have learned in God's school is to let the Lord choose for me. I completely agree with D.L. Moody. God wants us to bring our needs to Him but that process is more for us than for him. For him, We don't move God. Very rarely do we move God. Let's put it that way. There are instances in the Bible where God was moved by the prayers of someone. But that's for a later podcast. Listen, it is a privilege to take all of our burdens, requests, and praises to Almighty God in prayer. It's a privilege. It's a wonderful thing. It's the greatest thing we can do. When we pray, we communicate with our Heavenly Father. In prayer, we praise Him. We thank Him. And we worship Him. Oh, and by the way, worshiping Him is a good thing. In our culture, we seem to think that worshiping God is somehow weird. Why would God want us to worship Him anyway? Is He on some ego trip or something? Of course not. But He loves us. Listen, when I come home from work and my kids are happy to see me and my wife is happy to have me come home 
and they come to greet me and hug me and tell me they love me at the front door. I love that. Is that because I'm some sort of ego trip? No. It's a demonstration of love. Their love for me and my love for them. Well, that's how it is with God. He loves when we worship Him because it's us going to Him saying, Father, Abba, which is Aramaic for Daddy, I love you. You're wonderful. Thank you for all you've done for me. That's what worship is. So, back to prayer. If we make our requests known to our Father with thanksgiving, the Holy Spirit, who is in every believer, will help us to pray as we should. He'll comfort us, he'll strengthen us, and he'll, and he'll help us to live lives that are aligned with his plan. Now, a few minutes ago, I said that there's no power in prayer. But check this out. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 21. He said, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe me, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Wow, did you hear that? Jesus said, do not doubt, and if you believe. Doubt what? Believe what? In God's ability to do that which is right and good and perfect. Certainly, I'm not supposed to believe in my ability to know what is right and good and perfect. And certainly not my power to somehow bargain with God. And certainly not my power to actually move the mountain myself. But if my prayer is aligned with God's will, I believe that my prayer will be answered affirmatively. But if my prayer is contrary to God's will, despite my motives, I trust His wisdom to do what is right. I can, out of seemingly right motives, ask wrongly or ask amiss. I may ask for a healing for someone with a terminal disease. And if the healing doesn't happen, is it because I didn't pray properly? Is it because I didn't say just the right words? Is it because my faith wasn't big enough? No. It's because each of us is going to die. It is in God's plan that every person must die. That's as much a part of living as being born is. Sometimes God does heal. I've seen it happen. It happened for my wife, Leanne. Here's a long story short. Not long after we were married, she was diagnosed by two different doctors with an ovarian tumor. Of course, we asked everybody that we knew if they would pray. She went in for laparoscopic surgery. Why is that? Well, because we had two different sonograms that showed that there was a sizable tumor there about the size of an average uh, orange, they told us. And we saw it on the sonogram. So the doctor went in to do some laparoscopic surgery. Guess what he found? Nothing but a healthy ovary. 
He came out and he said, I don't know what to tell you. He said, well, it must have been a cyst or something that decided to go away. I don't believe that. I believe that God healed my wife. And by the way, by the way, both of my children were born, or both of her children, I have three, two of the, the two that, that I had with Leanne, were born um, by way of C-section. And I was in there uh, in the delivery room during both C-sections. The last C-section, the doctor, I looked over the, the curtain there, and the doctor, um, you know, was uh, examining her uh, her, her um, uterus and her ovaries to be sure everything, you know, looked fine after the baby came out. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, those ovaries were both perfect. There was nothing wrong with them. The doctor said they looked great. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the uterus looked fine. Everything was perfect. God does sometimes heal. But sometimes God does not heal. When I was 16 years old, I had a girlfriend who was a model. She was an active, seemingly healthy, competition ballroom dancer and very, very active in other, in other very high-profile social activity. It's not an exaggeration to say that literally thousands of people knew this girl. Well, she had been diagnosed with pleurisy, which is an infection of the lining around the lungs. It makes breathing really painful. Well, just after school let out for the year in June of 1971, her parents had her doctor check her out because she had begun having some shortness of breath and the lungs hurt more and had been going on for some time. So the doctor checked her into a hospital to do some tests. She was admitted on June 24th, 1971. What the doctor found in running some tests convinced him that there was more going on. And so they did some exploratory surgery and found inoperable cancer. Hundreds of people, possibly thousands of people, including a very famous televangelist who was known for his healing ministry, began to pray for her healing. And exactly one month after she was admitted to the hospital, on July 24th, 1971, she died. I was devastated. I, at the time, was a new believer, and I had been convinced that this girl would be healed because, after all, hundreds or thousands of people, including this famous televangelist, were praying for her healing. And I just knew that surely God was going to heal her. But he didn't. I was angry. And I was convinced that prayer was a waste of time. Really. It was years before I prayed again. But over time, I came to learn that God is much bigger than I am. And that he truly does love us and care about us. And that death is not the worst thing that can happen to a person who believes in him. My girlfriend was a believer, so her death was not the end for her. It was the beginning. It seemed as if 16 was way too young, but it was God's timing. 
I've learned to trust him when it comes to this thing called timing. I've seen his timing to be perfect countless times. So looking back, I trust that it was perfect timing back in 1971 too. So what is the purpose of prayer? If it doesn't move God to do things our way, what's it, what good is it? Here it is. Prayer is to spend time with him so that he can give us the desires of our hearts. What's that, Steve? You just said that prayer doesn't move God to do things our way, didn't you? And now you say that prayer is so that he can give us the desires of our heart? That doesn't make sense. Listen carefully. God wants to give us the desires of our heart. In other words, He will put the right desires into us. As we seek Him, He will begin to align our desires with His will. He gives us the desires of our hearts. You see? That's how it works.
That's Carrie Pettit with Dream On. God gives us the desires of our hearts. You understand the difference there? God gives us the desire in our heart. And God is going to give it according to His will. Very, very cool. Again, that was Carrie Pettit with Dream On. Listen, as I become closer to God through prayer and the study of His Word, the Bible, my way of thinking comes around to be more geared to His. There's so much more to talk about on prayer, but it's going to have to wait until next week's Life Spring. I hope you're subscribed to the podcast so you won't miss anything. All I've done today on this first one is just kind of scratch the surface. Would you hang in there with me? Promise? This is called Men Are Just Happier People. And the music is uh, Brian Turner with Love. And this is something that was sent to me by a woman. And it's really kind of cute. I think, uh, (laughs) see what you think about it. Men are just happier people. What do you expect from such simple creatures? See, you can tell it's from a woman, right? Now listen, ladies that are listening, this is all in fun. Here we go. Your last name stays put. The garage is all yours. Wedding plans take care of themselves. And chocolate is just another snack. You can be president. You can never be pregnant. (laughs) You can wear a white t-shirt to a water park. You can wear no t-shirt to a water park. Car mechanics tell you the truth. I think I'll skip the next one. Let's see. You never... (laughs) You never have to drive to another gas station restroom because this one is just too icky. (laughs) You don't have to stop and think of which way to turn a nut on a bolt. Wrinkles add character. Wedding dress, $5,000. Tux rental, $100. Uh, Let's see. Skip the next one. (laughs) I have to edit this. Uh, Let's see. The occasional well-rendered belch is practically expected. Can you say senseo? (laughs) New shoes don't cut, blister, or mangle your feet. One mood all the time. Phone conversations are over in 30 seconds flat. You know stuff about tanks. A five-day vacation requires only one suitcase. (laughs) You can open all your own jars. You get extra credit for the slightest act of thoughtfulness. If someone forgets to invite you, <clears throat> Excuse me. They can still be your friend. Your underwear is eight ninety five for a three pack. Three pairs of shoes are more than enough. You almost never have strap problems in public. You're unable to see wrinkles in your clothes. Everything on your face stays its original color. The same hairstyle lasts for years, maybe decades. You only have to shave your face and neck. You can play with toys all your life. Your belly usually hides your big hips. One wallet and one pair of shoes, one color for all seasons. You can wear shorts no matter how your legs look. You can do your nails with a pocket knife. You have freedom of choice in <laughs> You have freedom of choice concerning growing a mustache. You can do Christmas shopping for all your relatives on December 24th in 30 minutes. No wonder men are happier. (laughs) Okay. 
Please send your comments or questions or any other kind of feedback to steve.lifespring at gmail.com or 206-350-CALL. And this includes questions for the Ask Steve feature. By the way, Matt from Texas asked me today uh, if we do a, a, an Ask Steve feature on whether it's okay to hate the tax man. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe talk about that at a later time. So remember, show notes are at lifespringpodcast.com. There you'll find links to the music that I played, which, by the way, I want to thank Colin Ray, Carrie Pettit, Chillerstadt, Mark Stephen Brock, and Brian Turner for making their music available, most of them on the Podsafe Music Network. I'll have links to all of that on the show notes page. Also, if you'd like to have me come and speak to your group, just drop me a line at steve.lifespring at gmail.com, and we can begin a conversation on that. So, what is a life spring? Well, Jesus said, Whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You see, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter your age, your sex, your station in life. Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? Life Spring is about answering that question and the question of how and why the answer can and does affect your life today. I'm Steve Webb. I'm your host, and I'll see you next time. God bless you. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. <laughs>